Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Today, we're going to be covering a very sticky topic, and that is divorce. You see, over 50% of marriages end in divorce in the United States. And do you guys know who's usually handed the emotional bill of the divorce? Our kids. Our kids are usually the ones that suffer the most. And this podcast is all about kids, all about resiliency, and all about putting our kids first. And so today I have on the show Ben and Nikki of Our Happy Divorce, where they are changing the culture of divorces, where they were able to, even while ending their marriage, put their kids first so that they could have a happy life. So this is going to be a great episode. You guys are going to love this. It's going to bring a lot of different perspective to the whole idea of divorce. It's not advocating people split up, but it is advocating to put your kid first. So buckle down. It's going to be a great episode, but first got to pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So like I was saying in the intro, there are some things in a kid's life that can really rock their world. One of these things is divorce, and it can really have a negative impact on kids, but it doesn't have to be that way. I have with me on the show today, Ben Heldfond and Nikki DeBartlow. They are the founders of Our Happy Divorce page and co-authors of Our Happy Divorce, How Ending Our Marriage Brought Us Closer Together. They totally changed the culture around divorce and parenting in general, and they're striving to continue to break the mold of how divorces typically are on kids. And they're here with us today to give us some insight, perspective, and knowledge on how we can help our kids um, and put them first in our marriages and even in our divorces. So welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. I was so happy when you guys reached out to me and was like, hey, we'd be game. And I looked at you guys. I'm like, oh, yes, please. So, <laughs> so, so this is going to be great. So first of all, how the heck are you guys? Where are you coming at us from? We are in Tampa, Florida. Ooh. Well, I mean, it's... I don't know if you say, ooh, right now. Right. It's kind of a mess in Tampa, Florida. Well, Florida in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like every time, like, they can just Google like Florida man, X, Y, Z. And then like, bam, it's like cool story. Except I will say we had a story in Utah, uh, like this last week that belonged in Florida. In Florida. Um, there's a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was, a, it was a, a reptile place. It was called tails and scales. And there was a private birthday party and, and oh, one, one of the gators bit down on the trainer's hand and started to, it started I to gator roll. That. That, yeah. was thir- that was 30 minutes from my front door. Oh, I was wow. like, oh my gosh. So, so yeah, you know what? Crazy is everywhere. It's not just uh, crazy everywhere. There was a thing, uh, total side note, but uh, to, uh, I saw something on social media from a, a radio shock jock morning. He said, type in a Florida man in your Google and then the day uh, and month you were born. Yep. And see what comes up. But the thing is, it's I, constant. It's, it's always updated. So you could do it a million times and you'll get something. Oh, because oh, there's like crazy so, people. Yeah, Florida men uh, kind of lose their mind. But 
Yeah. <laughs> the crazy is everywhere. So guys, yeah. let's dive into your story a little bit. You guys got married and you got divorced and you wanted to make sure it didn't totally break your kids mentally. And so let's talk about that. How did, how did all this unfold? Give us, let us in. Let's start mm-hmm. that. Well, I mean, I think it started out for us as any divorce would start out. Right. Where we didn't like each other. We didn't want to be around each other. We, well, in Ben's case, Ben wanted to like kill. I don't know. Yeah. Word to use kill. Yeah, not kill, kill. I mean, but like, uh, we suffer. I think the statute of limitations is over. So yeah, I wanted to kill her. Right. Uh, but I think you know, the, like Nikki said, the uh, I don't know any marriages uh, at the end uh, that when they it's make like, that okay. decision yeah, uh, yeah. are on a winning streak. Right. Right. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot. And it's the bad emotion. It's right. Especially for a man. um, And and I know for a woman, because Nikki's, you know, told me about it. But for a man, it speaks to romance and finance. And those are my two big, you know, uh, I can't swear, but my two big F you buttons, you know, Mm -hmm. and when they're pushed because they speak to my ego. So that's that's, I think, the, the, the settings of why divorces or the foundation of why divorces go so bad uh, oh, yeah. so many times is because people don't deal with the emotional side of it. And there's mm-hmm. a business side of it. And then there's the emotional side of it. Right. A- and, you know, when people don't deal with the emotional side, they're making emotional decisions with all those negative emotions for the business. And that's mm-hmm. when it all goes sideways. Oh, my goodness. And so, I mean, yeah, like when people are, are getting to the point of divorce, they're not having a good time. Mm-hmm. No, like no, they're, they're not going on. You got uh, to that point for a reason. Right. Right. They're, they're not planning trips to a romantic getaway, you know? No. And I, I don't want to say I hate it, but there's, I heard a guy and he's like, my marriage did not fail. It had just reached its conclusion. I'm like, y'all were yelling at each other and you know it. Like, stop mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> no, it failed. If you reached a conclusion, it failed. Right. So, so when you guys, you know, reach that conclusion that we need to get divorced, this isn't working out anymore. We don't like each other anymore. We don't love each other anymore, but our kids, mm-hmm. how, how were you able to, to make this thing, not the worst thing for your kids? Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, um, and this is the, another example, um, of the emotional stuff, uh, that, that I was carrying. I, I, I was a child of a high conflict divorce mm. in, in the eighties. Um, you know, uh, if you want the cliff, no version of it, go watch, uh, um, war of the roses. It, it was that kind of situation. And, and you know, my brothers and sisters, uh, sister and I were put in a position of being referee, being the adult, being the, you know, emotional uh, support, whatever it was. And that's just a terrible place to be. But with all that being said, I almost, and, uh, you know, when I left the house was going to go down that same path, even though I knew how that movie was going to end. And, and so that sort of shows you the emotional, uh, side of it and and what the, the, that can bring into a, a divorce. But, um, you know, I had a moment on a plane, uh, where I'd read this thing from the lawyer, uh, that sent me it where, first time in a long time I was able to get honest and I could see mm. and feel my experience, uh, a- as that kid who had to go through that divorce. And I just didn't want that for my son or, or our son. Um, and so that's when I put all the, uh, uh, war, uh, I guess, weapons down the lawyer, the, you know, whatever. And I, and I put it down and I called Nikki, I first called the lawyer and I said, thank you. No, thank you. I then called Nikki and said, I just need some time, um, and space 
um, to, to, to not deal with, you know, the divorce, but I have to deal with uh, myself. And I think for me, my driving force was the fact that I didn't grow up that way. My parents are still married 52 years later. So for me, I wanted my child to have the same type of upbringing that I had, or as close to the upbringing that I had as to not have to like choose between two parents. So I am what we call a fixer. So everything I do is trying to fix the situation. You're the dude. I, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to quickly realize that I couldn't really fix us myself. Like I had to fix me in order to fix us. Like in, uh, in order for us to get to the place that we were, we both had to fix ourselves and mm-hmm. that we weren't together going to be fixed. Oh, wow. Right. And, and not fix each other to be together. I think right. Nikki finally came to, I mean, she she would have stayed together. She is the fixer, uh, and she would have stayed together. Um, kicking my feet. No. Yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> for our son. And so, you know, part of that process, uh, you know, for for both of us was it wasn't about fixing each other or fixing our garbage uh, to get back together. You know, I think we had right. tried that. You know, couples therapy, the whole thing, and, mm-hmm. and, and and romantic getaways when we shouldn't have had romance. right. And just like I don't want to be here. Um, but the thing about the but the 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 next step was it was for our son Hmm. and and it was for our divorce and so we could go into it uh as with as little of the emotional stuff as possible and i'd be lying if i said it was all gone and you know but and nikki didn't i learned how to uh uh not let nikki push my buttons or she learned you know but but through the process it was a lot it was a lot easier yeah i mean typically divorce can be really messy i mean Mm. Parents fighting over custody, asking kids to testify against the other parent in court. It kind of all becomes all about the the parents and stuff. But you guys, you were able to make it total. I mean, like you guys said, you co-authored this book, How Our Marriage Brought Us Closer Together. Tell me what the heck. Oh, yeah, that. Because typically divorces split us apart. (laughs) Um, But like. You know, when I read on your pages, it talks about you guys parenting, co-parenting and like, you know, Nikki's kids can be seen with with Ben's, you know, with, with Ben and his wife or vice versa. I can't remember. But like you guys are a big, big family co-parenting with you and your 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 your, your whole big everythingness. And right. it's beautiful. But yeah, how? and I think well, I think it's important to say it didn't uh, happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. And, no. and we're you know, we're very clear on uh the fact that if you had told us 14 years ago mm-hmm. that we would be sitting here talking to you about a book that we wrote called Our Happy Divorce, How Ending Our Marriage Brought Us Closer Together, we would have looked at you sideways. If you had if you had said that thing about that, that we hang out, we go on family vacations, we live seven houses apart, we do family dinners. Our families thought we were crazy in the yeah, beginning. But we would have looked at you sideways. So it did not happen overnight. And that's, you know, that that's the if you're listening and and, and you're singing this is a this is a land of uh rainbow waterfalls and unicorns, you're right. And, and and we could never have imagined that. What we wanted to do in the beginning, I think, and this we didn't talk about this, but looking back on it, is we just didn't want to hand our son the emotional bill um for something he had no choice in. He didn't choose the restaurant. He didn't order the wine. He didn't order the food, yeah. you know, and then down the line. And yet, so why would he, why should he be stuck holding the emotional bill? So that meant that we just wanted to be in the same room and not have him have to feel the pain or and feel. Have to 
choose. Oh, which parent do I go to? Where, oh, did I say hi to mom that last time? Did I say hi to dad first last time? Like, so he wasn't worried about being with the both of us. Right. And so in the beginning, we would make an effort to sit next to each other. Um, Even if we hated it. <laughs> and it was awkward and it was terrible. And it was like the last person I wanted to sit next to was Nikki. You know, this is in the beginning. But we put on our big boy pants. We put the ego aside. And we sat next to each other. So when Asher was done with his play and, you know, in, in second grade or whatever, he could come over to both of us and he didn't have to sit there and go, okay, wait, did I go over to mom last time? Did I go over to dad? Like if I go over to dad, is it going to hurt mom's feelings? But he could come over to both of us. And, and although our insides were probably like a washing machine, you know, and, and we tried to put on a, 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 an authentic smile, that's what we did. So we, we say we faked it until we made it. Um, and, and, and sat next, like I said, sat next to each other. We would do family dinners after events or, uh, and, and then it just sort of become, became natural and somewhere along the line, I can't tell you when she probably can't either, but where we, we were, it was an authentic, genuine, um, back to love for each other. Wow. Okay. I'm just like, <laughs> wow, this is beautiful. Nikki, let's get your side of this stuff. You know, I mean, I think we laugh because early on we tried to do a family vacation and we are like one day into the vacation and we were like, oh, this was a bad idea, <laughs> really bad idea. But, you know, we're, you're stuck on you're stuck. We were in Montana and we were stuck there and we're like, all right, we just got to we just got to like fight through this. And I think that we realized then, OK, let's take a step back. That wasn't that wasn't OK. We're done. But let's take a step back and let's do like smaller steps, baby steps. And I mean, we really did. We got to the point where it, there is, there is no, there's no animosity. There's nothing weird. People don't, I mean, any now people just think it's just natural when they see us all together. And we ended up moving. How many years ago was it? Like four, four, four years ago, we moved seven houses away from each other. And it was a beautiful thing. I mean, our son woke up the first day and he rode his little scooter down to a down to my house from Ben's and he was like this is the best feeling in the whole world and I was like you know mm. what we're doing something right and he I just you know I mean but it's still it's still one of those things that no matter how easy we have made it on him it's still hard on him like four years ago or so Ben had a was away with him and he looked at him and he said you know dad this divorce is hard on me and Ben wanted to say oh you little ungrateful you know what kid. you have no idea you have no idea what your mom and i have done but instead <laughs> he took a deep breath and it was like you know what you're right divorce sucks like it's not easy no matter what you do for your kids it's not easy and i think for me i had the hardest part for me was not because i wanted ben back but when there was another woman and don't give me that face was when there was another woman in asher's life me as a mom my ego got like stabbed even though she was, she's wonderful. I love her. And Ben's actually married to her now that I was like, you know what, who's this woman putting my son to bed? Like, but as a mom, I had to go, listen, she's, she's a sweet girl. She's nice. Like this is like, it's okay. I'd rather have someone else love him than, than me putting my ego there and be like, oh, she can't put my son to bed. Mm. So it was, it, it was a lot of like, self-talking. I had to talk to myself quite a bit during this. Man. I mean, we always talk about, you know, put your kids first. It's not about you as us as parents, but that is a lot easier yeah. said than done. No like, question. 
Oh my goodness. Like we're people too. And, um, excuse me that my feelings, um, they can get pretty big. So, yeah. and, and, and then you, it's hard to differentiate, uh, at least for me, it was the ego hijack, right? Where you're justifying, or I can justify, uh, what's best for my son, right? If, if it's her, uh, her husband, um, Chad, uh, I could probably justify the ego could justify why, uh, him not being around my son is best for my son. Right. And it, mm. so it, 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 it's a, it's a balancing act. And it, it really was in the beginning to try to differentiate what's ego hijacking what's best for my son and what is truly best for, uh, you know, our son. So I think looking back on it, you know, the uh, easy math equation, two plus two equals four in a divorce, I guess in any sort of relationship uh, or marriage, when you're co-parenting, you could ask, Nikki, you could ask me, you could ask Asher that, that what's the answer to that question? And you would get three different answers, but whenever it was four for Asher is what we sort of, you know, would go with. Um, and, and a perfect example of that is Nikki, uh, <clears throat> when we got divorced and, and, and she knew that I was, you know, sowing my wild oats as, 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 a, sing, <laughs> as, as a single sowing man, my wild oats, you know, uh, and all the things I obsessed about while we were married, you know, uh, I went out and, and she knew it and, and she just that called a really weird line. You just said gross. Yeah. I mean, whatever we were, we weren't very happily married. I, you know, I'm not responsible for my thoughts. Um, but, but oh the, God, so uh, she'd called me one day and she said, you know what? If you could, she basically said, can you wait until you're serious with somebody to introduce a, her uh, to our son? Now. No chandelier, no Mercedes, <laughs> no crystal, whatever the names might have been. Right. And, and so, you know, first reaction uh, was ego, which usually it is. I've, I've been able to at least uh, be aware of that was who the hell are you to tell me who I can and cannot bring around my son? Um, and then I stopped and I paused and I thought about it. And, and you know what? She's right. As She's usual. <laughs> <laughs> she was right this one time. Uh, <laughs> and all the time. But, but that's what the, you know, that's the true authentic thing for what's best for our son is if I think about it and, and take ego out of it, mm -hmm. me having a revolving door of women in and out of his life, uh, you know, just because I want company or I want companionship and uh, that's what you call it. <laughs> it is is not best for him. He's already got sort of this tainted view of of, of marriage and relationships, um, and I don't want to bring. I didn't want to bring people in and out of his life, and that he got attached to, and then had to leave. And so I told mm -hmm. him, I said, "You're right, and I will do that." And, and so my wife, uh, it was about a year that we were dating, maybe a little less, before I introduced uh, her to Asher, and I felt. And maybe I didn't have to do this, but I felt that I, uh, you know, wanted or owed it to Nikki as her mother to keep her sort of informed on that process and when when the introduction was going to happen. And so it, it was that kind of thing where, you know, the ego didn't want to do that. The, the, the you know, I didn't think the ego didn't think she needed to know or whatever, but that was the kind you of thing. I said I didn't deserve to know. It's okay. Well, and that's the kind of thing that our relationship, you know, started off of and evolved. And it was tough in the beginning, but just, you know, being having good communication. One thing we could never do while we were married and, and communicate. Yeah. No, we were the worst communicators. We're no much doubt. better now. Yeah. And so, so, you know, when that time happened, I told her and I said how I was going to go and I called her after and I, you know, said how it went. And, um, and the so whole time my stomach was like churning as, yeah. as it was happening. Yeah. Inside, and was, like, no. Yeah. Cause she still had hope, I guess.
Oh, no, I'm just you know. uh, but but so, yeah, that's the type of thing where, uh, you know, we've been able to and it's not it wasn't easy. It's still not easy. And it's not that Nikki and I uh, never fight. Yeah. I we mean, fight like brother and sister now. And, and, you know, we know how to push each other's buttons and 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 but we always, you know, we're committed to this. You know, our job right. as parents don't, you know, end when you get divorced. And, and I think the job oh. of a parent is to protect uh, your kids as much as possible. Uh, and and somehow, and I'm not judging out there because I went through it and I almost did it, but somehow because of, you know, romance and finance, these things get lost and and the kids are the ones that end up getting lost, um, you know, because they're stuck in the middle of it. So, and I think almost 18. mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You guys got an adult on your hands, man. So somewhat sometimes (laughs) what also happens though, sometimes is, Parents are like, no, we got to stay together for the kids. Mm. And the kids are stuck in the middle of this horrible, horrible fighting, verbally abusive marriage. Um, and, and unhappiness, like, which is yeah. palpable, you know? And they I mean, see it. Kids mm-hmm. are not stupid. No, they got a really big, B- they're really, really good BS radar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. And they're like, okay, all y'all aren't doing fine. So stop telling me you're doing fine. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh man, so much. Yeah. We yeah. don't, I, I think it's yes. also, you know, we don't, um, promote divorce. We don't think, you know, it, but no. it happens, right? right? right. Everybody but, should split up. Right. All y'all marriage is the worst. No, no, no. It's the worst. But, but, but it happens. Obviously it happens almost 50% of marriages, but, but the thing about when we look at it 14 years later, uh, and, and or the alternative of staying together, you know, for as long as possible and just being miserable and having that, you know, uh, energy in the household. Um, but you fast forward 14 years and Asher is able to live in a um, world where he has two parents who are, you know, happily married in their marriage. So he gets an example of two happy marriages uh, and what a relationship should look like compared to one miserable or uh, marriage or two miserable parents who hate each other. Mm. Um, you know, so it, it, it did work out, uh, for the better. I, you know, I, I feel for Asher. Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of this can be, and should be translated into parenting in general, like even for happily married people, um, did I lose we're, you? No, we're good. We're here, okay. We're there. Sorry. We're here. You're I'm good. Just messing with something. Cause the camera froze. You're yeah. good. You're good. Um, so how, how can we take a lot of the stuff that you guys have been talking about that you learned in your divorce? How can we translate it to, to families where the, the parents are happily married, but they're wanting to, to help their kids out more? My biggest bit of advice is to parents is the fact that kids are so much smarter than we give them credit. Yeah. I mean, there were like many examples of, you know, in the beginning of our divorce, Ben moved out and he would come home, come, come back home in the morning before Asher got up for school. Asher was three and a half, four years, like three and a half, four years old. Asher came in the room one day, looked at the bed and was like, so where did daddy sleep? I'm like, right here. And he goes, no. Why does the side, like, why does his bedside look like that? Like he knew that he didn't sleep there because of the way the bed looked. Wow. And then like another story is like Asher knew it was time. He was 
four and a half at this point whenever not when Dottie was around. And every night that he was at Ben's house, I would call and say goodnight to him. So one night I call and we're talking and he says, hey, mom, do you know Nadia? And I said, I don't know Nadia. I know who Nadia is, but I don't know Nadia. And he goes, here, well, I think you should talk to her. Puts her on the phone. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and, you know, my heart dropped, but I was like, you know what? The more I thought about it, I'm like, here's this kid going, mom, there's a girl in my life and dad's life. You don't know her and you're not around us, but I think you should. So it was his way of saying it's time, guys. Like it's if she's here with me, it's time. Mom knows her, too. Yeah. I mean, they're smart. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the other thing is um, when you look at it in the beginning, you know, like we sort of talked about uh, the emotional side uh, of it. And I think that, you know, it, we would be naive to think that everybody could have the relationship that we have. We would love it, but you know, it's just not the case because it takes two to make it and it takes two to ruin it. Um, mm -hmm. But, but our happy divorce has evolved at least from the name we named our book into realizing that it doesn't have to be this, you know, like I said, land of unicorns and rainbow waterfalls, but if you're able to not hand your kid the emotional bill for your choices to us, that's a happy divorce. Right. So ah. you don't have to go on vacations together. You don't have to live together. You don't have to whatever together. But if you don't, if you, if you can avoid putting your kid in the middle of your battles, mm -hmm. then, you know, to us, th th that is a uh, happy divorce. And, and so, you know, what, in the beginning, I, I think the biggest uh, advice that I could give or we could give anybody uh, is don't call a lawyer. You know, don't call your friend who had a divorce um, and, and ask for their advice call a therapist, call a divorce coach. That's the other thing about this world. You know, obviously we didn't keep up with divorce trends while we were, uh, while we were, you know, living our lives post-divorce. But when we wrote the book, we opened up the internet and saw the, now there's divorce coaches and therapists who specialize in mediation mm -hmm. uh, instead of courts. And there are just so many tools out there. Yeah. And so, so I think there's still only two people that love your child. Right. And, and those two people, uh, you know, the, all those people, the coaches, the lawyers, the everybody, bottom line is they don't love your kid. Uh, even your family don't, doesn't love your kids the way you and your, and your, your parent do. So, right. you know, the, deal with the emotional side of it first, just go see a therapist, talk about it, try to stay on your side of the street and mm -hmm. clean up your side of the street. Uh, you know, we did that and it's tough. I mean, I, I was working with therapists and I would go, but yeah, but, and she would, you know, get me back on track and say, we're not talking about Nikki right now. This is your side of the street. Hers, you know, it might be, her yeah, her, hers might be messy. You know, we, you, you've already tried um, right. to clean up that side of the street and it doesn't work. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's the biggest piece of advice in the beginning that where it can go left and it could go right. Uh, you know, you stand at the turning point and, and I, I, I for us uh, going right, which was a different way was because we called the therapist and dealt with the emotional side left. We sort of already know what that, does um you know where that ends up awesome oh my goodness thank you guys so much this has been such an enlightening conversation for me um and i'm sure for all the listeners out there as well so just in closing um parents 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 please your kids aren't dumb they know yeah. what's going on and if something's going on in the family no secrets let's communicate parents let's talk to our kids let's talk to each other um, so that nobody gets to have to be handed the emotional bill um, so that, you know, 
we can, we have these resources out there. We have, there's this, we live in a wonderful world of lots of, lots of tools and resources. Let us use them. So guys, how can people get a hold of you? See what you're up to shameless plug time. Let's go. Uh, not that hard. Everything on social media at our happy divorce and uh, book is sold anywhere. Books are sold Amazon. Uh, if you're interested and don't want to go on Amazon, pay the money, just reach out to us on uh, social media and direct message us. We'll get you a copy of the book. Believe me, we have plenty of them. So, uh, you know, we just want people to read it and, and get inspired. We're not doctors. We're not therapists. We're not lawyers. We're just two uh, human beings that had a human experience. And what we're selling is hope that yeah. it can be differently it could be different. Love it. Love it, guys. So go check them out. All that will be in the podcast description. And if you want your daily dose of positivity, make sure to go follow me at bulliesbeat.gon for any speaking inquiries. You can email me. All that's in the podcast description as well. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.